Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Join Pastor J.D. today as he reminds us that we are living in a time where Bible prophecy is being fulfilled very quickly. J.D. has never been more convinced of the imminent return of the Lord than he's been in the last few months. Be encouraged that Jesus' second coming is nothing to fear, it's something to rejoice. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on May 31st, 2020. The Zechariah prophecy is just one of many that today are in play in the sense that they're all coming together. When you start putting the pieces of the prophecy puzzle in place, it's not long before you realize that it's almost completed. For those of you that are into jigsaw puzzles, it's quite exhilarating when you start putting the pieces together and you start seeing the picture come together and you're nearing the end and you almost can't stop because you want to finish that puzzle and put that last piece in place. Well, in the sense of Bible prophecy, we've been doing this puzzle, this prophecy puzzle, every week since 2006. And here we are in 2020, and I'm here to tell you that it's just a matter of time before that last piece is placed in the prophecy puzzle. I would submit that everything is going perfectly according to God's prophetic plan for man. If you'll kindly allow me to, I would like to paint the prophetic canvas with a broad brush to provide a better picture, maybe a bigger picture, of what the Bible prophecy timeline looks like. And by that I mean a general biblical timeline of the order in which prophecies foretold in God's Word are likely to unfold in this evil world. In order to do that, we're going to need to view these Bible prophecies through the lens of what's known as the doctrine of imminence. What is the doctrine of imminence? It is the sound biblical doctrine 
that the rapture of the church could happen at any moment. I don't know if it's possible to overstate the importance of this sound doctrine of the imminent return of Jesus Christ in the rapture of the church. For the benefit of those who don't know what the rapture is, that's okay. 1 Thessalonians 4.17 and 1 Corinthians 15.51 and 52. The Apostle Paul writing to the Thessalonian church uses the words caught up in the English, it's in the Greek harpazo, in the Latin Vulgate it's rapturous transliterated rapture. And it means to be suddenly in the twinkling of an eye, he says to the Corinthians, caught up in the air to meet the Lord. The dead in Christ rise first, bodily resurrection. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up, raptured up to meet the Lord in the air. That's what the rapture is. And here's why it is so important. Because knowing that the rapture can happen at any time, and that the rapture must happen before the seven-year tribulation, settles the Christian, because that means the Christian has nothing to fear, knowing that we won't be here when specific prophecies find their ultimate and final fulfillment. Namely, the well-known and much talked about prophecy as of late, found in Revelation 13, foretelling the mark of the beast and the number 666, which I also want to talk about in a moment more. This prophecy, along with others, indicates that during the seven-year tribulation, the technology will exist in order for this to happen, where everyone will be forced to take some kind of a mark, either on the forehand or the forehead, without which they will not be able to buy or sell basic goods and services. That technology has to exist. And as we've talked about in prior updates, not only does that technology exist today, you fast forward the clock of time five and even ten years from today, and the technology as rapidly as it is advancing would exceed the technology that we have described in the Bible today. It also indicates that there will be this one world economy, this one world government, and many believe, present company included, that this will be the new world order. Now I'm going to make a statement, and I want you to know that I have thought through this, and I have prayed through this, and I am going to state this specifically this way for a reason. I believe that we are now seeing a controlled demolition, and I use those words for a reason, 
of our current world order in order to usher in the new world order, which is a satanic plan to bring order out of chaos, perfectly according to God's prophetic plan. Because again, remember, the devil can do no thing unless God allows him to, and God will only allow him to if it ultimately fits his plan prophetically for mankind in the end, and brings him glory. That's what we're saying. It's a controlled demolition of the current world order in order to usher in the new world order. Last week I had a number of online members send me what's pictured here, which is a screenshot of this new website that was recently launched with the URL unnwo.org. UNNWO stands for United Nations New World Order. And interesting, the homepage states, let's take our planet back. Interesting. Here's a quote from the About page. The United Nations New World Order Project is a global high-level initiative founded in 2008 to advance, listen to this, a new economic paradigm, a new political order, and more broadly, a new world order for mankind, which achieves the UN's global goals for sustainable development by 2030. You'll forgive me for saying it this way, but you've heard it said, (laughs) the devil is in the details. Well, such is the case here. When you dig a little bit further into what is meant by a new economic paradigm, a new political order, and more broadly, a new world order, particularly as it relates to the UN's global goals for sustainable development, which on its face sounds amicable. Yeah, sustainable development, until you realize it's almost verbatim what we're told will happen in the Bible during the seven-year tribulation. Pictured here is a screenshot of another website, covipass.com. What is this? It's a secure digital health passport. Under how covipass works, they say, and I quote, it links and displays a certified COVID-19 test result to the user's health and immunoresponse using a secure biometric gateway, listen, allowing individuals to return to work and life safely. Covipass biometrically accessed on a mobile phone, or held on a key fob or RFID, 
provides a unique authenticated gateway for government health services and businesses to ensure a safe work environment. What really caught my attention was this screenshot pictured here in which they state that Covey Pass is, and again I quote, the world's most secure digital health passport built on patented technology. We've talked about those patents and who has those patents. Awarded the seal of excellence, get this, by the European Commission and being used by various United Nations projects. Hmm. Dare I say that the United Nations projects referred to is the United Nations New World Order, exactly as we have foretold in particularly the book of Revelation. Okay, this brings me back to the aforementioned prophetic timeline viewed through the lens of the rapture which is imminent. Actually the rapture is the next event on the prophetic calendar, and it will set in motion the subsequent prophecies in Scripture. So what follows, and I'll try to go through this as quickly as I can, it's, it's very general. It's a general timeline with Scriptures that I encourage you to search for yourself, be a Berean, rightly divide the Word of God. Some of the Scriptures contain great detail and specificity about what is going to happen. Let's start with the first one. It's the rapture. The rapture happens first. Then the Antichrist is revealed. And this is Second Thessalonians 2-3, which we've talked about and are going to talk about again in depth, Lord willing, next week actually, because today we're going to finish chapter 1 of Second Thessalonians. And you know what comes after chapter 1? I know this is deeply profound. Chapter 2. The Apostle Paul says that the departure, the physical departure, not spiritual falling away as is the belief held by most, that the departure, the physical departure must come first, then the Antichrist is revealed. And by the way, again, this is why you can't overstate the importance of the doctrine of imminence, because if that were a reference to apostasy, the great apostasy must happen first. Well, now you put something in front of the rapture, and you've destroyed the doctrine of imminence, because now the falling away has to happen first. The apostasy has to happen first. The rapture can't happen until the falling away. Wait a minute, how are we going to measure that? I, what's the, what's the, the litmus test for that? 
I mean, is there, is there going to be like the last one to fall away? And then that's it. And then the rapture can happen. Well, that, that, that's wrought with problems. And again, we're going to get more into that. But the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the church. And, the, and by the way, let me clarify this. Very important. The rapture does not start the tribulation. We'll see what starts the tribulation in a moment. The rapture happens first, and the Antichrist cannot be revealed until the church is removed, which is why we are not looking for the Antichrist. We are looking for Jesus Christ. Number two, the Antichrist confirms a seven-year peace agreement with Israel. That's what begins the seven-year tribulation. This is Daniel 9.27. Very detailed and specific prophecy. It's going to come up again here in a moment. But here's the gist of it. Daniel writes and prophesies that there will be this confirming. It's an interesting word in the original language of the Hebrew, because it's the same word in my native tongue of Arabic. It's the Hebrew and Arabic word hekbir, which means make bigger, superior, spectacular. So the Antichrist is going to make Higbir spectacular, you know, this, this covenant for seven years. And that will begin the seven-year tribulation. And oh, by the way, even though we talked about this in depth last week concerning the pre-tribulation rapture, the seven-year tribulation is for the salvation of the Jewish nation. Last time I checked, I don't mean to be so, uh, maybe I do, <laughs> so coy and clever here, but and snarky. I don't mean to be like this, but last time I checked in my Bible, the, the last seven years of human history are called the time of Jacob's trouble. Who's Jacob? Israel. Last time I checked my Bible, it's the 70th week of Daniel, and it does not have anything to do with the church the church is removed, and then God shifts His, the focus of all of His attention upon the Jewish people and the salvation of the Jewish nation. Number three, the third temple will be built presumably early on at the beginning of the seven-year tribulation. Why do we say that or believe that, because again, Daniel 9.27 describes at the three and a half year mark, 2 Thessalonians 2.4, which is the verse that comes after 2 Thessalonians 2.3, which again, I know is very profound. But the Apostle Paul, as we're going to see, Lord willing, next week, says that the Antichrist will set himself up in the temple and demand to be worshiped. And Daniel says it will happen at the three and a half year mark right at the midpoint, and that he will commit this abomination that causes desolation. And that's the fourth one. And that's why the temple has to be rebuilt. By the way, um, this was a long time ago too. All Israel needs is the green light, and they can have that temple up in less than 90 days. Let that sink in. They're just waiting for the green light. And I'll take it a step further. This is speculative, but it does 
have merit when you look at this, you know, all together. It is my belief that this seven year agreement will include the rebuilding of the temple as part of the agreement. Because that's the thing that in my way of thinking is why the Jews would give up Jerusalem in order, because they'll do anything to have their temple. So that I think is going to be part of the seven year tribulation. So now we're in the tribulation and it is likely, and this is not with such specificity, but it is likely that at the midpoint, when the Antichrist demands to be worshiped as God, that he will demand that man pledge allegiance to him as God by accepting this mark in order to buy and sell. And it is the mark of the beast with the number 666. After that, this is the midpoint, the Jews flee. And this is Revelation 12, 6 and Matthew 24, 16 through 20. In the midpoint of the seven year tribulation, when they see this abomination that causes desolation, the Jewish people are going to realize this is not our Messiah. And they are going to flee Jerusalem to the place that God has prepared for them according to Revelation. And many believe, again, present company included, that it's modern day Jordan, the ancient city of Petra. And for the last three and a half years, God is going to protect His people, the Jewish people. Now this last one, there's a lot of speculation on this. Again, no specificity, but the battle of Magog, Ezekiel 38, and the battle of Armageddon, two different battles. Um, in Revelation 16, 16, they're like bookends on the seven year tribulation. By that I mean the battle of Gog and Magog is the bookend on the beginning, and the battle of Armageddon, which is really not much of a battle at all, that's at the end of the seven year tribulation. Again, not quite as specific. And I know that I, this is a very general and broad, uh, you know, description of the prophecies that are coming, but there's a reason why I'm presenting it in this way. So you're probably about now (laughs) wondering why I'm going into all of this. And the reason I'm going into all of this is because we need, we need the talk. We need the talk. We need to talk about the elephant in the room. What is that, that elephant? Well, many Christians are confused about the prophetic events of the tribulation and as such are divided over the coming COVID-19 vaccine. Thanks for joining us for this special Mideast Prophecy Update edition of In Spirit and Truth. We understand how important it is to know what God's Word says, especially in our world today. All around us, we see violence and despair running seemingly unchecked. 
We do what we can to alleviate these crises we encounter, but all the while we know evil is waiting right around the corner. The Bible tells us that Jesus will return one day and finally wipe the enemy's influence from the face of the earth forever. This event is closer than we may think, and it's important to know what to expect. The prophecies we read in the Bible can be confusing, but they do provide us with clues as to what we'll see unfolding in our world as we near the return of our King. Each week in the Mideast Prophecy Update, Pastor J.D. takes a look at the current events happening around the globe and holds them up to the lens of God's Word. He shares what God reveals to him with you each week. This information is not meant to scare you, but rather to inspire you to take the gospel message out into the world. Every person needs to have the chance to meet Jesus before he returns and to know what his love and grace can do for them. These Mideast Prophecy Updates are available to you on our YouTube channel as well or through our mobile app. Visit InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com to find links to both. Thanks for listening today and be sure to join us for the next update right here on In Spirit and Truth.